So, excellent. Um, do you want to go first? or? Okay. <clears throat> um, you can hear me, I guess, yeah. Um, I, I mean, obviously, the whole FDR thing is quite new for me. Um, and... Uh, but uh, I, my job, particularly, I mean, my particular work is in uh, welfare, and um, for for a while that hasn't sat easy with me at all. But I mean, even before FDR, I was pretty pretty disgruntled with the whole thing anyway, and have very much wanted to at least move myself into uh, the. Uh, private sector in some form <clears throat> not because of you know uh, libertarian views in the part uh, as I have now maybe but um, just as a, a matter of course it seemed a more interesting uh, exciting prospect for me but in all honesty I don't have any great <clears throat> I don't have any real <laughs> great ideas I guess so what it's um sorry go on no go ahead no no it's okay I was finishing Oh, yeah. um, I was just going to ask, uh, what what do you do now, specifically? Well, yeah, my my work now is uh, <clears throat> generalize it a bit because obviously it's 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 um, involved in uh, helping people who can't afford to pay their rent, and uh, it's a it's a method a government subsidy that's given out to people on very low incomes. And, um, you know, uh, as a method to help helping them pay their rent effectively, you know, right. and, uh, I've been doing it now, I guess for about some, I mean, I do it contract. I actually do it self-employed contracting, which is quite strange, but, <laughs> but, um, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 I do different. I, it's basically run by the local authorities, you know, by when I say that, I mean, I guess the equivalent of state governments or whatever, you know, it's local in, in the UK, it's, it's uh, what we call borough councils and that sort of thing. So it's all done, <clears throat> it's done through them, you know, and uh, they will hire me when they need, when they've got a particular target to meet, government targets to meet, to try and meet those targets, etc. Okay. So, so that's what I, I sort of help them out with, I guess, you know, and, uh, so, so you actually, you like, uh, do, do you, um, uh, do, do, you, do you do like a analyzing um, potential candidates for receiving this subsidy or? Um, I, I don't, I don't specifically do that now. I used to do that. I, I now, I now look at other people's work. Um, who do that sort of thing, and I make sure that it's done through the you know the correct sort of uh, procedure, regulations, all that sort of crap, you know. And um, and uh, I have to train people or take people aside, try and get get their work up to match. I mean, it's a, I mean, if I was to go into any great detail about it, it's a hugely complicated, complex. I mean, typical of government, I guess. You know, <laughs> highly complex sort of uh, uh, reg, um, legalese involved in it and <clears throat> everything else and uh, you know and um, my job is to, is to generally make sure that people are doing it correctly I guess you know 
So, uh, so you're in kind of an overseer role now. Yeah, I mean, they call me quality control. <laughs> <laughs> That's my name, I guess. You know. Sure. So sure. yeah. And yeah. um, and and you're um dissatisfied with that now? Yeah, I've I've been. I mean, I I, I guess I can. I mean, there's there were, were I mean, there are parts of it that obviously taught me a lot. I mean, obviously, in any career, you learn to adapt to to kind of um, a way of being as a person. I mean, um, you know, making sure that I mean, I ha- I mean, one of the biggest tasks I have in this job is learning to deal with personalities and how to kind of get the best out of them and not fall out with people and i mean can for obvious reasons i mean my job is about criticizing people so it's <laughs> it's uh you know it, it has its fraught moments you know right <laughs> and right. uh and uh that's in some ways that's been a really brilliant sort of um insight into dealing with people and uh and i've i've learned a lot from that in that sense you know um but as far as the job is concerned i mean i I mean, certainly now, I mean, um, with uh, the ideas that, you know, I've sort of come coming to terms with, with FDR and stuff, I'm beginning to feel very isolated in it and uh, in my mind, <clears throat> you know, and uh, I feel, and I must admit, though, before FDR, I was thinking this anyway, and I, I wanted to make a change, particularly, you know, and... Uh, and uh, but I but it become more intensified, I guess, with uh, with with the in the last three months, I guess. Right, yeah. right. The, these um, this desire to make a change. Uh, mm. there, was there is there any par- particular thing or um, moment or activity that you're engaged in or that happens when those kinds of thoughts are particularly strong or is it just a generalized um sort of growing desire it's it's general i guess it's generalized really i mean it's um there's some i mean there are some times when i feel sort of strangely good about my job you know when um you know you sort things out for people obviously and extreme need you know and i mean obviously we can all we can all go into the arguments about the rights or wrongs about welfare and i i fully appreciate them you know right but there are there are moments when you see i mean like for instance i <clears throat> i had a lady yesterday who um who'd been her a landlord had locked her out of the uh out of her flat you know and uh basically left all her belongings are still in there and she couldn't get in there's no way of getting back and uh we managed through some sort of uh, method to obviously uh, provide some extra subsidy, I guess, you know, that meant that she, and, her, and a negotiation with our housing advice team, you know, we were able to get her back into her flat, you know, that evening, you know, and um, that times, there are times when that kind of feels slightly satisfying, but I, you know, but ultimately I guess it's the whole principle behind the sort of, uh, Government issue that I suppose I. Sorry, why I would feel, she? Why would she kick out of her flat? Well, basically, well, I mean, if I go into, I don't, I don't want to bore everyone with detail. I mean, there's a. What the government does essentially is with private tenants, 
it won't let them it, it will we have this they have this other government office which decides on how high that rent can be and if they feel the rent is too high they'll restrict it um, they won't give them the full rent. So if you say it's a hundred dollars a week rent, and we they they tell us, well, you can't pay any more than seventy dollars, you know. And uh, then there's um, but there's a backup, this sort of uh, supposed sort of um, uh, net that's supposed to catch people in that situation, because obviously a lot of people find themselves in that situation, um, which is a discretionary payment that we can pay as local governments and. Uh, we can bridge the gap between the two, if you know what I mean. And uh, that's what we managed to do with this lady. Um, but, uh, that's, but, but because she hadn't been getting this bridging and the landlord obviously wanted the full rent, wasn't getting the full rent, um, he, he had decided to lock her out, out of her um, room. Which, um, oh, so sorry. So, so you guys topped up what she would have paid what the landlord yeah. wanted? Okay. That's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, is her entire rent subsidized, or is just the? It is in her particular case. Yeah, it was in her particular case. Yeah. And and um, what uh, what are the circumstances around that? Why is she needed a, a a full subsidy? Why not? Um, because she's not because she's not working. She's unemployed. You know. It's just a case yeah. of uh, yeah. When when you're unemp- unemployed in the UK, you're given a you're given what they call a thing, funnily enough, called job seekers allowance, <laughs> which they then um, which is the minimum that the government says that you need to live on, and you we will pay all of your well, I say all of your rent, all the eligible rent, eligible as in government standard eligible, you know. Uh, after that, you know. So that's that's why she was getting full subsidy. Okay, all right, and and she's just between jobs or something like that. Uh, I don't I don't know in her case. I mean, she's she was an Islamic lady, fully veiled as well. So I don't suppose she, in my experience, they tend not to want to work mostly. But oh, I see. As, as a result of their religion, I guess. But right, right. But, she was a single lady, you know, um, as it were, no children and stuff, but, uh, yeah. And I'm uh, sorry, I just have a, a, a weak question I want to drop, but um, I guess I mean, the question for me with this kind of stuff is always like, okay, well, if I look back at the end of my life at how I've spent my time and energy and what I've achieved with it and what I've done and so on, how mm-hmm. do you feel about that with regards to this? Is that something that's... Uh, problematic for you, or do you feel that it is a good and satisfying way to spend your life? Well, I, I suppose it's not the only um, uh, aspect of my life, you know, that's the, that requires satisfaction in that sense. But but I, I guess work is something you do continually, and um, <laughs> you know, it's um, I. I don't. It's difficult. I don't know. Really, it's difficult for me to. I suppose I. I would. I would feel. I mean, although there are satisfying parts about it, but on a purely philosophical level, uh, I suppose as the way we've been discussing with in in FDR, I I would find it perhaps dissatisfying. 
Although I have said I did listen to one of your podcasts that talks about teachers teaching and how perhaps you know they you know they've still got to earn a buck and da 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 you know work it you know doesn't necessarily have to be the most satisfying sort of experience in that sense um which I kind of understood that yeah am I making sense. <laughs> Well, uh, not not a lot to me. Sorry, not a lot to me. No, yeah. sorry, yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, it could just be yeah. that I'm not following. But um, uh, my, my position, I mean, do, do you have a family at the moment? Are you bound by a lot of financial restrictions? No, I'm I'm single. No, I'm single. I've never been married. No, no, never, okay, no so children. I mean, no children. You have some options, right? It's not like my children will starve if I don't bring home a paycheck uh, immediately, no. right? No. So, uh, yeah. So I mean, for me, it's like, yeah. I mean, if you have to earn a buck and you've, you know, you, you, you're one one year away from retirement as a teacher and so on, that may not make the most sense to to pack that stuff in. But it sounds like you have at least some some options to um, to take a different course. And as you say, there's some stuff you've learned from your existing job that uh, would be of value to to something else. Yeah. Well. The qu the question is uh, the question is though what else right I mean if if um, I mean if there was no if there were no restrictions on like like if you didn't have to worry about uh, like uh, training or experience or cost or effort or anything um, and you just like had a catalog of jobs in front of you um, <laughs> that you could just pick at you know, at will. Um, what what would you pick? What would I pick? Um, well, I mean, I went to art, art school. Um, it was one of my and uh, I, you know, I'm <clears throat> I think I'm reasonably competent with design and stuff like that. And design was an area I really wanted to go into, but I think um, given my background and stuff in terms of when I talk about my background I mean my my sort of childhood and stuff like that but I felt I think I always felt I lacked a certain amount of confidence about it um, but it was an area that it's an area that I, I find intensely interesting and um, um, and some degree when I when I do it myself which is not that often but when I even on my own it's very satisfying, um, you know, graphic design, uh, sort of even painting and stuff and sculpture. But, you know, I recognize the uh, difficulties of becoming a full-time full artist. You know, there's no, there's not an awful lot of money in that. And uh, I don't want to lose the satisfaction of having some cash in my pocket, I guess. Right. But, but design would be one of the areas if 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 I was to if I was to think of my truly um, you know the most amazing sort of possible possibly amazing job I could have. You know. Well, there's certainly more money in design than there is in the fine arts, right? Yes, yes, yeah. But I think I the trouble with the design aspect. I think um, because I did fine art as a as a study. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't think that. Sorry, I'm thinking ahead now. Um, 
I think I lack a certain amount of confidence about my abilities in that area. Um, and perhaps there's a certain amount of you know, lack of ability to some degree, which can happen with learning, you know. But um, I think that that always held me back a bit from that area, you know. But that's very testable, right? I mean, in, in terms of whether you have the ability to get paid for it, that's, that's very testable, right? Which is that you just try mm. and get a job in the field or, you know, you, I mean, you, you can test that relatively easily because maybe you're insecure and you have a lot of ability or maybe it's a more rational evaluation of your own abilities, right? So, I mean, I spent a couple of years in theater school and then did auditions and didn't get a lot of roles. And so for me, there was some, um, some way to empirically test the thesis about whether I would be a big, rich and famous actor, if that makes sense. No, no, it does make sense. <clears throat> I think it's, um, I think it's, it's possibly a mixture of the both. I mean, to, in all honesty, I, <clears throat> I've the only time I've ever pushed myself in design areas um, is is pr purely privately and amongst friends and um, and a few organisations, etc., and stuff like that. And um, uh, you know, and so, and but I'm also obviously. The, the confidence issue is probably something that goes back a long way anyway about most things uh, or about a lot of things. So I think it's feasibly potentially a, a, a mixture of the both, you know. So, so what's, um, what's sort of stopping you from trying it now? Yeah, I guess it's uh, primarily money and uh, um, primarily money. I mean, I, it's not <clears throat> so much that I don't have money. I mean, you know, I do have. I mean, I, I I'm reasonably well paid in my profession, but um, it's take. But it's it's not like I'm sort of loaded or <laughs> feel like I can just take a take um take a um deep dive off, you know, um into something else. And and I guess I mean probably procrastination is a terrible trait in me, possibly. Nor more than possible, probably probable. And uh it's um and I, I've looked at the local, the the, re, the 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 recent more recessional times that we're going into, and I feel is this a good moment to uh, jump off into uh, into something else? Uh, but with Sorry, that I'm feeling, so sure I'm not sure that it's an either or proposition. I mean, that kind of dualistic thinking might be more defense than anything. And what I mean by that is, mm. I mean. The free domain radio community is a great resource for lots of things. And if you wanted to put your design stuff out there, I mean, you could do T-shirts, you could do logos, you could do graphics, you could do business cards, you could do, you know, whatever it is. I like do stuff for me, but you could put that kind of yeah. stuff out there. And there's a lot of people, a lot of English listeners and so on. They might know people. I mean, working a network that's set up that's, positive and friendly and kind to begin with is something that you can do relatively easily and without much investment at all in other resources at the moment, right? No, I agree, Steph. You're absolutely right. Um, 
um, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, it's certainly something I've considered and uh, uh, feel. Um, uh, yeah, you're right. Um, I guess, you know, we're, brass tacks is that sometimes I lack a bit of confidence about the whole issue. And because I've been out of it for so long, I haven't, I haven't thought about the design or the, the artistic side of my nature because I dropped it so long ago, you know. Um, well, I'm sorry, I, I don't yeah. mean to interrupt, but there's nothing that you can do about the lack of confidence, right? Because at the moment, you mm. don't know if the lack of confidence is because you have uh, emotional issues or just because you're not as good as you think you are, you know? I mean, and we all, we all face that, right? Uh, we all face that in a variety of yeah. things that we do, right? I mean, certainly I've, I tried to be a writer for many, many, many years <clears throat> and, uh, you know, failed at six million different things from Sunday. And the question, of course, is, is, not, is not always like, well, you know, gee, if I just did it, it would work out, and therefore I lack confidence. You may, in fact, not like it as much as you thought. Uh, you may not be as good at it as you thought. And, and in, in which case, putting that to the empirical test would seem to me to be a pretty useful thing, right? Yes, it would. Because then you can either let go of it, right? You can either say, okay, well, you know, I put out 60 different designs through FDR, got lots of feedback, and, you know, I just, I, I don't really enjoy doing it. Like, the reason that I kept writing was that I just, I loved it so much, right? So I just, I wrote book after book mm. after book that never got published because I just enjoyed it. So I, just, I know that I enjoy it. And of course, I did FDR for free for a long time before I started getting paid, and then it was a fairly low-paid second job, um, before growing it further, but I knew that I liked it because I did it for free kind of thing, right? Whereas if I'd started, I thought, oh, I want to be a writer, and then I sit there and try and write books, and I hate it, then it just means that it's just not for me, right? So you can put this stuff to the test fairly, fairly easily, right, and find out whether it's a lack of confidence or a more unconscious and rational acceptance of the limitations of what you're able to do, if that makes sense. But it gets you out of this null zone of wanting to do it but being good. Yeah, yeah, it does. And I, I, I mean, I, I mean, when I when I say that when I said that I was, I mean, I am. I mean, obviously, design. These were things I was, I was particularly good at, maybe perhaps ten years ago, and I did get a lot of positive feedback on it, and. Um, Obviously, it requires still, you know, an enormous amount of effort. But no one just becomes a great, you know, no one becomes a, even a, a, a mediocre designer overnight. So, um, but um, finances and my lifestyle at the time, you know, was um, such that it, it caused me not to pursue that so much. So I don't. I mean, like Greg said, that this was. Um, what would you be your ultimate sort of you know, idea? Maybe that's a fantasy in my head, and maybe you're right. I agree, perhaps that you know, maybe I'm not good at it. Maybe, uh, maybe I am. Maybe it's con lack of confidence, possibly. I mean, in terms of it, I guess it's how I feel about this particular job I'm in now, and um, how I'd like to progress. You know, coming to forty this year, and uh, perhaps progress and go into something different that I'd feel a bit more comfortable with and uh, I don't necessarily have to reach the heavy the heady heights of something that perhaps was a was a fantasy in the past you know yeah, am I making well, sense time, sorry time doesn't have anything to do with talent and you certainly will develop your talent if no. you keep doing it 
But if you could do it 10 yeah. years ago, then you can do it now, right? It's not like, um, uh, you know, if, if Al Pacino takes five years off from making movies, it's not like people are going to say, well, I'm not going to hire him when he comes back because he'll have completely forgotten how to be an actor, right? No, no, no. No, very, that's, yeah, salient point. Yeah. I guess, um, yeah. I kind of have much more to say on that. So, do do you actually have um, like an a education in uh, art? Yeah, my yeah, my education was uh, fine arts, painting and sculpture. Oh, I see. Primarily, that's what I uh, studied. So, how did you get from that to? Basically, <laughs> the welfare bureaucracy. Well, prim primarily economic need, I suppose. I left. Um, I left. You know, I, I studied quite late. I went back to university quite late. Um, I, I, I graduated when I was thirty, twenty-nine, thirty, and um, I. Um, I moved. Um, I obviously left left university, and I moved in with my brother, who recently um, left it, uh, divorced from his wife and stuff like that. And um, there was um, a lot of economic, a lot of economic um, problems we're having because he was having his children over weekends and stuff like that, and uh, we were kind of like supporting each other for a, a number of years and. Um, and I, I just took really that I took. I wasn't working. I was managing internet cafes at the time. That's what that was my job. Um, and so I found myself sort of like, uh, you know, going from profession to profession in a sort of sort of arbitrary type fashion, um, just as a form of economic sort of uh, need, I guess. You know, at the time, you know, both me and my brother didn't have a lot of money at all, and uh, you know, and. Uh, there was a sort of supporting mechanism, whether it was support in the long run, I don't know, but it, it was like, it felt like that at the time. And, uh, you know, concentration on career seemed like a, a bit of a, seemed a, at the time seemed a bit of a pipe dream for me. You know, it was a question of getting cash in the bank, you know. All right, so so you're not even really in a situation where you'd have to like go back to school or anything like that at the moment, right? No, I, I don't think I'd have to go back to school. I've, I've thought about retraining in, in various soft, in different types of software and stuff like that, perhaps, and seeing seeing uh, perhaps seeing uh, knowing the the kind of skills I've picked up in the jobs that I've had, you know, and maybe. Use, you know, finding a way of utilizing those in um, in different areas, you know, but 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 retraining myself in it just happened to be software that I was thinking of in particular, and uh, um, you know, perhaps sort of more commercial software such as SAP and stuff like that. Things have been at people soft and stuff that databasing stuff that just sort of like. Um, and I find computing interesting, so it's, it's not like a like design interest, but certainly an interest that I felt, you know, um, involved dealing with people and communications and stuff like that, you know. 
it, it sort of interested me. But but no, I don't need to retrain. I don't need to go back to school and, and re-educate as, as such. No. For for I meant for um for graphic design, you wouldn't have to do it because you've already got the degree behind you. Oh, for graphic design, no, I don't. I don't think I'd. I'd, I don't think, no, I don't, I, there's nothing, well, I say there's nothing more I can learn, you know, <laughs> I know that, I know that there's always something you can learn, but, um, but no, I, I don't have any kind of, I don't have any lack of, under, <clears throat> lack of understanding of how the process, how the process that graphic designers go through, no, so I don't need to, I don't need to educate myself particularly on that, no. And sorry, what is your goal of, um, like, what is it that you're hoping to get out of this, uh, today's conversation um, I guess I guess trying to uh, understand partly part of me con is concerned with uh, procrastination to some degree about things about my changing and, and moving on to something else but also the um, <clears throat> Uh, you know, also wanted to hear from other people that perhaps had had made these changes and uh, how they how they went about those changes, I guess. And um, yeah, my, so my I'm trying to get. Yeah, we've, we've certainly um, we've we've got a bunch of stuff out there that you can do if you wanted uh, to take a step mm. back towards the design world. Maybe it would be good to talk about other people who might have made this leap. Yeah. Well, well yes. Um, I mean, I think I haven't perhaps pursued the resource of FDR as much as I should have done. Um, so that's something to, something for me to think on, you know, <clears throat> and, um, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, sorry, Greg, this was over to you. Oh, uh, well, um... I mean, I think we should get somebody up who maybe has to leap or is going to do it and talk about that. Yeah, that's, that's, um, that's, that's a good idea. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Besides myself, I'm not sure anybody else. Well, Charlotte, uh, didn't you say you had uh, some questions about this too? Um, yeah, but it was mostly in the I'm I'm sort of where Patrick is, I guess, in in terms of being stuck between. Well, it's odd in my situation because I, I'm stuck between two things I can do, and there's a, a third that I want to do, but I don't think that I can make it work. So I was I was trying to more listen in and get some ideas of, of where to go from where I am. Right. Right. Okay. Well, my suggestion is always to to use the community that that you have, and whether that community is FDR or something else. I mean, that's where uh, I would start. You know, if I had a a talent or a skill that I wanted to to work on, and we can see this with people who've posted short stories. We can see this with people who've posted uh, uh, songs or or you know some of the animated stuff that people have done that you can use the community to start to develop skills and feedback in this area. There's nothing better than getting uh, feedback on your work, unless it's uh, 
involving Ron Paul. But um, <laughs> so, so people can use the community, and I would really strongly suggest to I me mean, people should should use this community, which is a pretty unique and, and great community from that standpoint. Particularly those who, even if they're shy, at sort of the diamond plus donator level, you can post in the private board and get feedback on what it is that you're doing. I remember Greg's posted some short stories. I've certainly given him some feedback on short stories. Uh, I've posted stuff that I'm working on to get feedback on. And we've had a number of people who are very happy to, to give feedback on that. And of course, you never know where that's going to lead, right? Uh, networking is everything in business. So if somebody really likes your designs, they may know someone who's looking for a designer or at least you in your position, you know, that kind of stuff. So I think that's a... That's a, certainly a good place to start, and it's something where you can begin practicing your trade or whatever it is that you want to do in an environment where you can get feedback, which is always the tough part, right? Normally, you have to pay for feedback in terms of getting a writing teacher or something like that, or you have to sacrifice your job to quit and go do something else. But a lot of stuff that people are interested in, um, writing a design and so on, that can be pursued. Uh, in this community, which which I think would be a good place to have. I know the the one thing, and, and Carl's not here, but I think he and I are kind of in the same position where, you know, we each have a little bit of savings, and I think that we're each taking the summer off. I'm kind of minimally working. Carl isn't working at all just to, to figure out what it is we want to to do. So if there's a way that, you know, you can actually live the life that you think you want for a little while, I think that might go um, a little ways to, to helping you figure out if that's what you want as well. I know that's that seems like something that, that Greg's done in the past too. Oh, yeah. For me, like the way that I got rid of the virus of wanting to write fiction was I took a year and a half off and I wrote a bunch of books and uh, I got enrolled in one of the best writing programs in Canada, and I got a very enthusiastic writing teacher uh, who really liked my work, and I got an agent, and, and so on. And that all came about because I was willing to live on the cheap and, and so on. And uh, that, uh, you know, realizing that I could not put more resources into it than I was doing, and that I had zero success, even with amazingly positive reviews that I had zero success with my writing. That certainly freed me up for the next thing, which was FDR, fundamentally, which is a much better use of my time and talent. So that's all I mean. When you commit to something, you get certainty, and it's the procrastination uh, sometimes can be a desire to live in the I could if I wanted kind of thing. And I'm not saying that's true of anyone here, but uh, my suggestion is always to throw yourself into it. And there is always a time when you have to do it for free, for sure. Yeah, I found, uh, frankly, the um, the the uh, take time off and uh, just hang out thing doesn't work very well, frankly. Because, uh, well, at least for myself, um, I mean, it, it resulted in a, a total lack of focus. I mean, if you have the means to not do anything but sit around, 
you're not going to do anything but sit around, if that makes any sense. Well, but you didn't have anything particular that was a, a thing that you were working on, right? Right. So, I mean, for sure, I mean, you know, just, just uh, uh, stopping doing what you're doing won't necessarily open up some, some grand new avenue, right? Right, right. But you've talked about writing, but as far as I know it, as far as I know, you've, you haven't done stuff like, you know, picked up books on the writing articles, guidelines, and, um, you know, maybe hired an editor for a couple of hours a week to, to look at your stuff, or sign up for the websites where you can start to sell articles to people, or written a blog and try to, I, I know that you've been working on a blog, but an article-style blog where you try to get people to uh, get interested in what it is that you're doing. I mean, that hasn't been something that's been driving you. It's not a criticism, it's just an observation, right? Right. That hasn't been right. something that's been driving you for the last little while. No, that's absolutely correct. That's absolutely correct. Yeah, that's something that I've run into, too. I mean, when I don't have anything like going to work or going to school to structure my time, there's always that that thought of, you know, I could do something, but I could also do it tomorrow. Um, so one... <laughs> One of the things is this might be completely, completely arbitrary, but I've actually started trying to, to like schedule things um, and writing because I'm working on a novel that I've wanted to write since I was 12. And I think I'm finally good enough to actually like execute it. I've actually started scheduling time just to sit down and write so if there's if there's something that you really want to do that you're taking the time out to do, you know, if you do it, then I, I sort of have um, that sort of what was I going to say? I guess well, it sort of concentrates the mind, right, to have a schedule, right? And certainly, thank yeah. you, Steph. Well, they, they say, you know, that, that a hanging concentrates the mind wonderfully. Um, certainly, running out of money can do quite a bit to motivate you. I mean, it obviously would be better to not have to end up in that situation, I think, ideally. But, I mean, certainly for myself, the, um, the need to get new listeners, the need to get new donators, the need to continue to hold the interest of existing donators you know, panic fuels creativity quite a bit. You know, but necessity is the mother of invention, so to speak. And uh, so that that can be helpful as well. But uh, it's usually better if if you can avoid that to some degree. But it certainly does concentrate the mind quite a bit. I think it's very ironic that the uh, that I wasn't able to concentrate on the phrase that I wanted to pull up, which was about concentration. Right. Right. Well, and and uh, it's interesting too that um, I mean uh, the the uh, the disparity between what we say we want and what we actually want, as exhibited by our actions, um, br bringing those two things into uh, consonance with each other. Um, that's that's a that's a bit of a challenge too, right? 
Uh, I was just thinking about that. I mean, you know, if you take time off to to do something and then you find yourself not actually doing it, then, you know, is that really what you, you want to end up doing? And if you want to make a career out of this thing, then, you know, and you can't motivate yourself to do it even when you don't need to do it for a living, then, you know, it might be a, a reprioritization kind of thing. Right. Right, exactly. Yeah, you don't want to be that, you know, the dog that finally catches the mail van. Now what? Right. Huh? Well, you know, dogs, yeah. dogs will always chase uh, cars or whatever, and it's like, it's always like, okay, so, Rover, let's say you catch the car. Then what? Are you going to bury it? I mean, like, <laughs> what are you going to do when you finally get this, uh, this thing that you've wanted? Or that you claim you want, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For All right. Sure. All right. Right. Can I cut in? Surely. Yeah, I, I was just going to I mean, I guess really my biggest issue in the job that I do is uh, purely, mainly is to do with the, uh, <clears throat> the what it is. It's a public, what they call public sector sort of government job. And I guess that doesn't rest easy with um, the ideas of libertarianism and uh we that I've been listening to for the last three months, and uh, <clears throat> I know that you know it's it, that there's more to it than just just a job that you do. But um, it's it's that that I think seems to wrangle with me more than anything. And it's not so much whether I want to be a great designer or or anything like that. Maybe I should. I, I don't know. But I mean, but uh, it's it's. I guess it's it's. The conflicts I have <clears throat> with the ideas, and I feel like a bit of a hypocrite if I was to turn around to tell people these ideas that we talk about. They say, "Well, hey, you know, you're a public sector worker, da da da." You know, that's and maybe that's an ego thing. I don't know. I, it's it's well, an area that I that side of things, and you can you can shift your skill set to the private sector relatively easily um, because you've learned a lot of negotiation mm. and management skills. So there's yeah. stuff that you can do, and obviously you've had a wide variety of job experience, so there's stuff that you can do which would be more in the private sector that you could transition to relatively relatively easily compared to somebody who's uh, had a much more specialized career in the public sector. Yes, yeah, I have, yeah, you're, you're probably right, yeah. It's that, it's that making that leap step, step I guess, you know, but, um, but yes, um, yeah. And I, I wouldn't say, I mean, just my particular opinion is that, I mean, if it's, if it's going to make you happier, then, then sure, by, you know, obviously by all means go for it. But if you make it a have-to, then it will just never happen, right? I mean, as soon as we try to force ourselves to do stuff, it never works out. And all that <coughs> happens is we neither end up with the thing that we're trying to make ourselves do or the peace of mind that comes from saying, to hell with it, I'm just going <laughs> to not pursue this, right? I mean, we don't want to mm. end up a life of discontent where we're saying, I should do something different than what I'm doing for some abstract ideological reason, and then we end up not doing that thing because we don't really have a very strong motivation to change. But we also don't end up enjoying that much where we are because we feel like we should always be someplace different. That's kind of the worst of both worlds, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a, it, yeah. I mean, if you, uh, if you genuinely wanted to do it because it would make you happier, 
then you'll find the motivation won't be a problem, right? But if it's just like, well, I'm comfortable, I finally have some decent scratch for the first time in my life, and now this goddamn libertarian philosophy is taking away my career, then it's not going to be very good. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, I definitely got that from your podcast about the teacher thing. You know, I, I sort of, I, it, it made me feel less stressed about that that particular thing i mean obviously i've got so many other things issues it's not just my job you know i mean my whole personal life and stuff i have to sort of bring those things to bear as well so i can't expect to move mountains in a in overnight sort of thing and um but no i i agree with you it's not i, I don't want it to be a forced thing at all i want it to be quite a natural well, sorry to interrupt, change, you know? there, there will certainly be people who will say to you Ah, you're a freaking hypocrite. I mean, you talk about being anti-government and you're right in the belly of the beast and what a hypocrite and blah, 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 right? Mm. There will be those people for sure. And believe it or not, there are also people who say to me that I'm a complete hypocrite for quitting my job and doing FDR full-time, which is about as big a private sector risk as you can take, right? So, True. I mean, for sure, there are always going to be people who, you know, every time you lift a finger, there's 10,000 people screaming at you that it should have been the thumb, right? That's just the nature of the world. Um, I would just not have those people in my life myself, right? I mean, if all they're going to do is, is rail on you for being hypocritical when you're dealing with a genuinely difficult economic and career transition, I just wouldn't find those people to be that helpful to be in my life as a whole, if that makes sense. And I certainly wouldn't make a decision to change my career because I'm afraid of being criticized by aggressive people. No, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And those people do need to be probably out of my life. And um, that's something, you know, in, I guess, is in progress. And uh, and all this, I mean, it's interesting you say that. And I, because um, obviously, yes, I haven't thought of it in that way. And as ever, Steph, I, I, uh, I get tripped over, <laughs> but nicely. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> I know all about this damned libertarian philosophy taking away your career options. Damn you with your logic. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, the rat bastard of logic strikes again. <laughs> but no, you're right, and not not to force this is is absolutely probably. And um, I've I, I've certainly been coming to that conclusion myself that you know I can't just do this just because like of. Sorry, it certainly sounds like you're not a stranger to stressors, so to speak. So I would be very careful to not replace former stressors, which you had no control over, with mm. new stressors that you do, right? Like, finally, I'm in a job which I sort of enjoy, and there's no job that's perfect, but it's a job that I sort of enjoy, and, and uh, I get some money, I got some stability, I've got some security, there's a recession, and blah, blah, blah. And mm. I'd just be very careful that you don't use libertarian philosophy to introduce the kind of stressor that's not necessary in your life in my opinion. Yeah, there's enough other non-libertarian stresses, I guess, that need dealing with probably before this one, or yeah. rather it doesn't need it, yeah. No, it's very true. It might also yeah, uh, um, consider that uh, now you, you think that uh, the problem is that you're not in the private sector, but uh, maybe if you uh, do something in the private sector, you might uh, figure out that uh, 
that uh, the area you're working in is no longer as fascinating. Uh, I, I noticed that if you uh, listen to a lot of the FDR stuff, then uh, it seems to be, uh, it feels really uh, world uh, changing or very important. Uh, and um, then everything seems very small compared to that. Or uh, you go to your daily job, then uh, uh, it feels very, very tiny to all the the big problems uh, that uh, hang around in the world. Well, and there's also no magic remedy called the private sector, right? I mean, I've worked in the public sector and the private sector, and, you know, there's more than enough corruption and falsehood to go around in the private sector as well. I mean, the problem is, is humanity at the moment. It's not specifically government versus private. So I don't think that there's a big panacea called, wow, I'm in the private sector. My life is 100% more ethical and consistent. The same problems can arise in the private sector, and you can get different problems, particularly with uh, greed for profit um, because of an illicit system, particularly in the stock market. You just end up, you can just end up with different problems. I don't think that moving to the private sector automatically makes you, you know, gives you the libertarian medal of freedom. Yeah, indeed. Well, and I mean, the two are so inextricably interconnected now anyways that there's, it's it's very difficult to tell the difference between the two. And I imagine in, in uh, Britain, it's probably even worse. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot worse. I, I, I mean, I don't know about Canada or America so much. Obviously, I know you guys talk about the the, the rising welfare and you know, state sort of. Thing. I mean, it's been it's been here since I can remember. I mean, I'm sure Steph will recall from his early days. You know, the subsidy element of government has been very much a factor of British life. I think probably, and I say this in a historic reference, it's probably since Second World end of the Second World War. You know, um, much more so than America or um, possibly Canada as well. You know, but um, it's all we're all catching up with us though. <laughs> <laughs> so in that respect anyways um the uh, the 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 uh ideologically we're kind of in a state of nature really i mean no, nothing you pick in terms of career is going to be untouched by uh uh statism Oh, sure. I mean, even where I am, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm about as close to a pure free market situation as you can get if you accept that handing out stuff for free and asking for a voluntary payment is in the free market, which, of course, it is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Internet provider that I use is is deep in bed with the government. Um, I still have to pay my property taxes. Um, uh, I still have to pay income taxes. I mean... There's, there's just no clear separation. Now, it certainly is a little further away from being in the software field, but uh, like from the government. But uh, in the software field, um, I mean, what, so let's say you go work for some SAP company, and then you get a job running uh, SAP for the Department of Welfare. It's like, okay, well, <laughs> that was a whole big circular thing, right? Yeah, that would be funny, wouldn't it? That'd be kind of ironic. <laughs> No, you're definitely right. I have, I have considered those um, aspects to um, 
career change that, as you as you point out, is that public and private is very much in cahoots with each other, and um, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I that, I guess I got nothing more to say on that. But. Well, and that's that's why I was thinking um, uh, that I mean, in terms of picking a career. It it just makes a whole lot more sense to me that you would go after what it is that I mean you dream about or that you're passionate about, um, and forget about ideology, right? I mean, if uh, if for example um, you like helping people in need, you know, in Great Britain, uh, that means pretty much um, being involved with the. Uh, Government social services in some in some respect, anyways, right? Either as a private contract. Well, you can go to a private charity, but those private charities are supported by tax exemptions, right? So, I mean, there's just no way to escape it. I think. Right. Yeah, you're right. There is no way, isn't it? I think that's made made fairly clear now. I I I can concur with that point of view yeah, that it is by FDR and then <clears throat> nagging complaining it's like oh you people pay your taxes so you're part of the system and it's like yeah yeah okay blame the <laughs> slaves for avoiding the whip don't attack slavery right yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I guess it's just me coming to terms with uh, all these ideas and I suppose it's um, you know it was obviously some. it was a hurdle I had to cross in that sense and um you know, that's certainly made me feel not not like I justify my existence, but just because I, I feel more comfortable with that. That you're right, we're we're all under the cosh, whether we like it or not, and uh, and uh, that and makes a lot more sense. I, would also say that I don't think that the the necessity of having some massive monster of philosophical <clears throat> artistic list that you have to follow for your lifetime is necessary for happiness either. I mean, lots of people who are more than happy to, you know, work at a job that they find relatively agreeable. And, uh, you know, the passions that they have are in other areas of their life. They're passionate about sports or philosophy or, you know, whatever it is that, that gets their mojo going, that they, they don't live to work, they work to live. And that, to me, is perfectly uh, fine, because otherwise it's saying, well, you can't be happy unless you have some grand ability or desire in some philosophical or artistic or other kind of professional sphere. And I don't think I don't think that's the case at all. Like I don't think that you have to work in philosophy, for instance, to be uh, in love with philosophy. I mean, you can you can work as an accountant and love philosophy. You can work as a doctor and love philosophy, and that would be part of your uh, you know the life that you have outside of work. Which you know to me is is you know perfectly. You can be a bus driver and be totally into philosophy, right? Uh, so I don't know that you always have to make your life desire your primary occupation. Um, I, I just because I, that would seem to me to, to require a certain level of skill and ability uh, and tolerance for risk, which is not evenly distributed across the population. Well, that, that raises an interesting question, though, because why would it, um, why would it be a life's desire if you weren't capable of it, right? Oh well, I mean, gosh, I uh, I love music. I don't have to be a musician, right? Right, but it's not your life's desire. Well, but see, even if it was my life's desire, uh, well, sorry, it's also partly not my life's desire because I can't be a musician, right? 
Um, I mean, if I had the voice of Pavarotti, maybe I never would have done a podcast, right? Because I sure do love to sing, right? Right. So it's a yin and a yang thing, right? I mean, why is it not my life's work? Well, because I tried playing violin for 10 years and just basically got a good sawing arm out of it. And um, <laughs> because I tried to play piano and, you know, all of that kind of stuff, right? And, and because uh, I just didn't have the skill, ability, desire, I tried I tried guitar, I mean, lots of different things, right? Even wrote songs and, and so on and, and got a garage band going and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, well, A, I don't really enjoy it. And B, I don't think I'm particularly good at it. And so, yeah, that then didn't become my life's work, right? And it doesn't mean that I don't still love music and, and enjoy it and so on. But, uh, you know, it's, just, it's sort of a cause and effect circular thing, if that makes sense. Right, right. And that... Um that that could be uh that that could be particularly problematic. Those two things combined, if uh, everything that you try ends up either being something you don't enjoy or you're not good at. Well, sure, well, sure. Both. But I mean, life is a is a whole series of experimentations, right? right? To find out what really works. I mean, it's not like I woke up and said, you know, I'll do the software thing for about ten years and then I'll. I'll just become a podcaster. I mean, you just, it's, life is a, I mean, if you're not in motion, you never get anywhere, right? So you have to keep out there and experimenting and trying things that work or don't work, right? Right. Right. But you have to have the motivation to try and experiment, right? Well, I, I mean, that's like saying you have to have the motivation to floss your teeth, right? I mean, it's just a matter of like, well, what are the alternatives, right? I mean, if you don't, if you don't experiment, uh, if you're not happy where you are and you don't experiment with different things, then you're just going to stay unhappy with where you are, right? Like for you, Greg, I mean, the inevitable result of not vigorously pursuing new opportunities is going to be that you're going to end up back in IT, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's that's just inevitable, right? Because, you know, man's got to eat and it's not like you're going to go and be a waiter or a dental surgeon, right? Right. No, that's absolutely so that, true. I mean, it's not a matter of motivation. It's just a matter of, well you know, what are the options, right? It's not like I wake up saying, gee, I can't wait to floss tonight. That's going to be fantastic, right? It's just that, well, the alternative is eh, unpleasant things with the teeth, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Usually you start up with uh, something with with yeah, considerable passion uh, because, yeah, that is what you choose to do in the beginning. Then if, yeah, if um, your dreams take a bit of a different course, then it is hard to keep doing it as a kind of a sidekick and say, well, um, I'll just do this to make a living and um, I keep um, philosophy as my hobby, for example. Well, sure. And, and you never know what you try and fail at, is how it's going to serve you in the future, right? I mean, as I mentioned in a, a recent podcast, I mean, the amount of things that had to come together for me to be an effective podcaster was largely composed of a whole bunch of things that I failed at, right? Oh, that's an interesting point, yeah. Hmm. So just because you fail to make a living at it, like the fact that I failed as, um, as uh, and let's say failed for want of a better word, but the fact that I failed as an actor um, turned out to be, you know, all of the skills that I learned in terms of voice and projection and the, and the emotional connectivity and, and throwing yourself. And, and, of course, I mean, we did a huge amount of improv, right? So learning to think on your feet, all this, that, and the other. Uh, all of that helped me in both my business career, but was foundational to the success of, uh, of FDR, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So you, you just you can't tell. The future is uh, the future is unwritten, right? You you can't tell what's uh, what's going to be the effect of things that you try and fail at, and and how those skills may or may not serve you in the future. Life is, I mean, wonderfully unpredictable to say the least, right? Right. So for you, Greg, I mean, even if you end up in IT, you're not going to be the same guy that you were in in IT before, right? No, that's true. So you've uh, you've got your social skills up, and after they were you know horrible, but you've got your social skills up. You've got your thinking on your uh, feet skills up. Uh, you've also been very good at mediating conflicts. So so all all that you've done is taken a year off to learn management skills, and maybe that will give you a different kind of IT career when you go back, right? Sure, sure, that makes sense. Where you can actually bring some practical happiness to people's lives. I mean, I was a philosopher when I was a manager as well because I was making people's lives happier uh, through my management style than if they'd had some other manager, right? No, that's true. That's very true. So, yeah, you, you just you don't know where this stuff's going to end up. I mean, I, I spent a lot of time as a writer without getting anything published, uh, but all of that helped very much when it came to FDR, right? Oh, hugely. I mean, the fact that I can crank out like a book a month is because I spent 20 years uh, writing and also because I spent a couple of years uh, podcasting. So because I dictate the books rather than type them, that comes, uh, that ability comes out of podcasting. Like you just, you never know where these skills are going to end up. Right, 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 right. That makes good sense. Right. I mean, life is a dance. You want things, but that doesn't mean you're going to get them, and it doesn't mean that you're going to get them in the way that you want them. And you pursue things, but you can't control whether you achieve them. So you you have to put out in life, and then you have to receive what comes back and work with it. It's a it's a dance, right? No, that makes that makes good sense. But rationalists always love to hear, right? So <laughs> It's true, though. I mean, it's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's no substitutes. I mean, there's no there's no way you can go that doesn't have risk, right? Because a lot of us who have these varied careers and uncertainties and so on, we look across at people who were lawyers and say, well, they became a lawyer when they were 23, and they've been a lawyer for 30 years, and look at all the security and 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 so on that they have, and uh, it, it's not the case that they have these magically happier lives. I mean. If that were the case, then everybody would be a lawyer, right? But it's not the case at all. Yeah, and I guess it makes it makes a lot of sense that. Um... I mean, they're trapped. Sorry to interrupt, but I mean, the, the the difference is that they're trapped, right? If you if you if you're a lawyer for for twenty, and I thought it was my dad, right? My dad was a geologist, um, and then he left Africa. It's like, well, that's not a very portable skill, right? <laughs> very similar to uh, the Kruger's rant. Right, so so he's then he's not free to change his career and his occupation because he's just he's got a lifestyle, he's got too much invested in it, and so on. So it's not like there's all this magical freedom over there in professional land, right? All that means is that if you don't like your job as a lawyer after 15 years or 10 years, you're completely hopeless, right? Right, right. You're stuck with it. And you might just like your job, right? I mean, think about all the poor lawyer bastards who. <laughs> Who then listen to FDR, right? It's like, oh man, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. But I like my job. Turns out I'm serving evil or whatever. I mean, to use a silly example, <sighs> right? But they may wake up one day and just not like their job at all, and they're completely helpless to leave it. I mean, what are you going to do? Leave and uh, leave uh, being a doctor and go and become a stunt pilot? 
Well, to a certain extent, that's kind of how it felt when I left IT in the first place. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, kind of like that you're going to end up back in IT, but be a different person there and a happier person as well. Well, that that's all. That all depends. Well, it doesn't depend that much because, for sure, if you're not vigorously pursuing other opportunities, they're not going to fall into your lap, right? So, what you're doing right now is, without a doubt, going to lead you back to IT. Right? I mean, that's the choice that you're making at the moment by not vigorously pursuing other opportunities, right? Right. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. And it's not a criticism, and it's just empirical to look at that. What you want to do is go back to IT and uh, and be but be happier in. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's exactly right. Well, that's what you're doing, right? And you're certainly no fool. Right. Right, right. If we just follow the empirical evidence, right. Right. And, I mean, what could uh, what could be better, right, in, in many ways? You don't have to give up the investment in what you've already done, but uh, you also don't have to... Um, uh, you also don't have to uh, go back and do exactly what you were doing before, which wasn't... Uh, yeah, but before you. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't... Huh? <laughs> yeah, the thought of going back is not really, um, not really warming my heart. If that uh, makes any sense. Oh, but that's where you're heading, right? <laughs> right. Right. No, that's true. And again, it's not a criticism. It's, I mean, you, you have to accept that, that that is at least what part of you wants to do, right? Because you're not doing something to to avert that. No, that's true. There's definitely a part of me that doesn't want to move forward, for sure. Well, but I'm not sure that moving forward is the correct definition. I mean, in a sense, since happiness is the goal and not philosophy then if you could be happy doing IT, wouldn't that be the optimum solution for you? Well, just in terms of uh, my skill set, for sure. Well, I mean, if you could be happy doing something which pays you well versus being happy with something that doesn't pay you at all, (laughs) would be a preferable solution, right? (laughs) Right, right. I mean, unless you're into, you know, eating the toes thing, right? Right, right, right. No, that's for sure. So I don't know that it's um, retrograde or, or bad or negative or whatever to go back to IT at all. I don't think that you could make the case for that. In fact, I would say that that would be the optimal solution if you could go back and uh, and be happy to. Yeah, but I'm not sure that... Uh... Well, part of you is very sure that you can be happy back in IT, right? Because that's where you're heading, right? And you're not like a lemming, right? Um, well, right, because I'm not doing anything else at the moment. Right, I mean, if a man's in a boat, he's uh, he's floating downriver, and he's not paddling to either shore, we can assume that at least part of him, if not the majority, well, certainly the active part of him, wants to go down the river, right? Sure. Sure, that makes sense. And so either you're doing something completely self-destructive and, and you're go floating down a river to go off a waterfall, or you can be happy 
in IT, and that doesn't mean perfectly happy because that's not the case for anyone, but it means that you feel that you can be happy in IT and you don't have to go through all of the risk and, and expense and so on and anxiety of retraining for a new career. Well, sure. I mean, yeah. And Greg, is there maybe a way to to slightly turn uh, the destination? I mean, talking about lawyers early, I know a, a lawyer who who is a market anarchist, and he now um, helps companies to um, uh, evade taxes. So. Uh, <laughs> You can maybe uh, turn the ship a little bit around. Well, but see, if Greg wanted to be that, if he wanted to do that, then he would have already done that, right? Maybe he needs a good idea or uh, uh, how to turn it around. Well, but he hasn't been, and again, this is not a criticism of Greg, we're just trying to work empirically, right? Which is that he hasn't been assuming. <laughs> Uh, any other options to returning to IT, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, and, I've uh, been, I've been. Uh, right, he knows that if you want, to, he knows that if he wants to be a writer, then he's going to have to do X, Y, and Z, right? Well, what is X, Y, and Z? Well, but you know that, right? And you, and you also know that there are writers around on FDR that you could ask, right? Which you haven't done. Again, it's not a criticism. It's just, just we're looking at the facts of of where it is that you want to go. Right, right, right. No, that's fair. I've been totally avoiding it. If right. you were paid a million dollars to get an article published um, in six months, you would, uh, like, nothing could stop you pursuing that, right? Uh, that's true. And so if you haven't pursued it, it's because it's just not that big a value for you, right? I'm not saying it should be. Uh, it is what it is, right? I right, 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 right. No, you're absolutely right. You're after, I've been thinking about that, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in, in many ways, I think that you've done kind of exactly the right thing as far as your happiness goes, which is that you have spent time to get to a place or a situation where you are going to be where you were, but, but happier, right? So you get all the bonuses, you get the happiness, and you also get the, uh, the increased income, that hugely increased income that comes from not having to retrain and start over in some other profession, right? Sure. I mean, that seems like a pretty optimal solution to me. And you don't love writing. I mean, you like <laughs> writing. Yeah. Right? But you don't love it because no. you loved it. You would be doing it for four hours a day, right? Yeah, that's absolutely true. Right, so again, you know, we just, we can just work empirically with what's yeah. happening and figure out what you want. No, and that's absolutely right. I mean, I've tried that a couple of times, and I just, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. Yeah, you don't like it. No. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily need to be writing. Every once in a while, a... every once in a while I get a good idea, and that's why I have the blog, and that's, that's good enough. Oh, sure, yeah, absolutely. Hello? Hello. Oh. I thought I got disconnected there. Now, what were you saying, Peter? Sorry. No, I thought it doesn't necessarily need to be writing. It could be that uh, 
tomorrow suddenly a great ID pops in your head uh, in which you can use your IT uh, skills and still uh, use them for something that uh, that has something to do with uh, with uh, freedom as well. I wouldn't know what it is, but sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, an interesting idea. I don't know. Um, I don't know where I'd go with that. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that um, a good idea a good idea is about to pop into your head any more than you know a fantastic hit single is about to pop into my head, right? I mean, these things either happen or they don't, right? Right. And and I just I don't mean that by the I don't mean by that that you don't have good ideas or anything, but. I think what Peter was mentioning, right? I mean, I wouldn't, I don't hold my breath saying, you know, I'm going to come up with the next PayPal, right? <laughs> right. I mean, right. it's just, I mean, because when you, when you talk about people, when, when you talk with people about, like, I mean, I dated a girl once who was um, a cousin of Freddie Mercury's, uh, a second cousin or something like that. And she said that, you know, the first time he touched a piano, you couldn't get him away from it. And that he would spend hours practicing singing when he was like seven or eight or nine years old, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you just couldn't take it away from him no matter what, right? And then when he would sit down to write music, the music would just come out, right? Like, like frickin' Mozart when he's five, right? Plunking down some song, right? I mean, this, that, that just, I mean, it doesn't just pop up when you're 40, right? Right. No, that's right. Oh, well, you but, your but your career is, is not quite set. I mean, you also had changes. You were in software and acting, and uh, at some point an ID popped in your head and uh, made you change course. Well, sure. I was, I was active, though, right? I mean, everything that I came up with came out of being active in some prior sphere, right? So... When I ended up being a business owner, that occurred because I was working part-time with my brother while having a full-time job programming COBOL at a bank, right? So we were writing software on the side, and, and then we met somebody who was able to raise investments, so we, we started a company and I quit my job. In the same way that FDR started as a way to kill time in a commute, so if I hadn't started that process, FDR would not have existed. If I wasn't in action, opportunities would not have have uh, been created, right? Yeah, I, I, I can but follow it, but, but stop it. Certainly nothing falls into your lap, right? I mean, you have to be active in the pursuit of something in order to create opportunities. Yeah, that is, uh, I can uh, attest to that, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, you also once mentioned that, uh, that uh, you were lying in a hammock and then suddenly realized uh, I have to uh, uh, quit contact with my brother, for example. Sometimes you you need to uh, yeah reflect a little bit to uh, to to uh, set a new course. Well, that is very true, of course, uh, and and damn you for remembering all this stuff. But um, um, <laughs> but the reality is that that came after a year of therapy and journaling too, right? So I was already in action in order to create that insight, though I certainly did not predict that that was about to happen.
So where we're not in action and exploring alternatives, what we're, what we're saying is we wish to return to, to where we started from. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's just a, uh, um, an observation of, of the inevitable result of inaction. And when I say inaction with regards to you, Greg, I certainly don't mean that you haven't been doing anything. I mean, you've been doing a hell of a lot of work, but you haven't been doing work in terms of career swapping. Right. That's absolutely true. So what you're doing is you're saying, I could not continue in the career, and, and you didn't really have a career before, right? I mean, you were just, you'd, you'd go to work and you'd do the same thing every day. Right. Yeah, we lost. Sorry? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 you're absolutely right. I, uh, uh it wasn't really uh, a career so much as it was uh, just a job. Maybe it's it is the easiest way to make a living uh, and have a great hobby on the side or a passion on the side. But philosophy, you can bring philosophy to anything. I mean, that's the beauty of philosophy, right? It's not like juggling, right? You can't bring juggling to a meeting unless you're a hired clown, right? But mm. in terms of philo philosophy is highly portable. Philosophy is the ultimate accessory. It goes with everything, right? No matter what you're doing for a living, Self-knowledge, wisdom, philosophy, negotiation, principles are going to be incredibly helpful. I mean, not always easy, but incredibly helpful. It's going to uniquely differentiate you from everybody else in the room, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's not always a uh, positive <laughs> thing. <laughs> well, it's not always an easy thing, for sure. Right. But it certainly means that you you'll have more than a job. Um how so? Well, because if you bring in principles and depth and philosophy and so on to your career, it means that you'll either get fired or you'll be a manager. <laughs> or both. Huh? You can't be a manager at a place you get fired from. Unless you want to be a stalker. <laughs> that George Costanza, right? He didn't get fired. You get a job as a manager and then get fired. Well, sure, I'm but then stalk. that just means you'll get a job as a manager somewhere else, right? Which is more conducive to what it is that you're doing. Yeah. Steph, I... I, I certainly, I certainly attest to that idea about using philosophy in your job, and it it does have a certain impact on people. Um, even when you don't go into any great detail, but you use the methods of, of the philosophy, you're absolutely right. There is a certain sense of fulfilment in that. So it doesn't okay. have to be. Even if we just look uh, at uh, real-time relationships as the <clears> primary <throat> philosophical work that we're we're dealing with. Uh, RTR is fantastic for conflict resolving, which is a lot of what management is. Right? Yes, indeed. Yeah. And that's how we spread philosophy, right? We spread philosophy by helping people solve problems. So if we um, if we are a manager and we teach a bunch of people how to resolve their differences through RTR, then they'll bring that home with them, right? Because it works, right? And you can't help. You can't. People won't 
ever stop fundamentally doing something that works if they can get it to work within their own life. So in that sense, they're uh, absolutely spreading philosophy and, and virtue and so on. So perhaps the aim is is we, we should just concentrate obviously earning a living is one side of our lives and uh, and then perhaps putting the more passionate side of our lives or uh, those sort of things we should put them on the other side of our life and hope maybe they maybe one takes over the other or whatever hopefully the passionate side ever either is um, is it Peter um, said you know was kind of like a hobby or something that keeps you happy and then um but perhaps it takes over your work life as well and uh, you start to make money I, mean, from you, it. I don't think you want to create artificial divisions you don't have to be a full-time no. philosopher no. to practice philosophy right no. um but um uh, and mm. to the degree that you can bring philosophy into your work i think um you will end up with a more satisfying career in, in one way or another sure sure Well, and the idea of philosophy is, I mean, the whole idea of it is not to keep it in a, in a separate sphere, but to actually integrate it into your day-to-day -day living, right? So whatever it is you do uh, professionally or personally, um, the ideas that you get out of philosophy should be informing those actions, should be. Um, For sure, the whole point of being a nutritionist is, is to help the non-nutritionist eat better, right? Right. Right, but even in your own life, right? Right. Now, the nutritionist doesn't leave his nutritionist information at the office. He, you know, uses it in his own life, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And you certainly don't have to be a nutritionist to eat better, right? Right. So, do do you actually um, uh, uh, this is for Patrick? Do you actually want to? Did you actually want to change jobs, or were you just looking for? Um, were you more looking just looking for um, um, whether or not you should change jobs? Hello? Can anyone hear me? I can hear you. I'm still okay. there. 
I can hear you too. Okay. Sorry, Gagra. I'm here as well. Oh, um, okay. But I, I was just wondering if um, you were actually um, if if your motivation was actually to find another career, or whether or whether it was actually just uh, speculation about whether you should change careers or not. Do you see the distinction there? Was that directed at me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, I, I, I mean, the more that I've had this discussion, I've been listening and that, um, there is a sense that, <clears throat> you know, um, I don't want to be battling with my career over some libertarian issue. No, that's, that's certainly not, the case um if the design aspect whatever which was something that i was obviously passionate about previous you know pre previously and stuff of whatever maybe that will come back and um but no I, I i certainly sort of feel myself i feel more comfortable about um what it is that i do and uh you know it's um it's coming to an understanding about you know the world we live in and um and that certainly has been made more clearer to me t tonight you know um so in that sense yeah it's not necessarily about changing jobs or whatever you know i mean that might happen you know right i still think about it now but it's not a, it's not an urgency you know right 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 So yes, perhaps um, <laughs> I've been slightly dishonest. <laughs> Have I? I don't know. Oh well, I mean, maybe confused is a more um, accurate term. I I wouldn't. Yeah. Say we're necessarily aligned to anybody. <laughs> no, I, I think yeah, there was a certain amount of confusion about um where I'm at with uh, with my job and with these new ideas are now very new to me. I mean, you know, you're talking to somebody that um, for many years was probably a socialist, then a moral relativist up until probably, I don't know, five or six months ago, you know, and um, suddenly being turned around, I suppose it feels like I've been turned around. Although I feel like I've been kind of working towards this position, but it, it, I didn't know it, you know. Right, right. And, uh, well, certainly your certainly. enthusiasm for pursuing the design option was underwhelming. <laughs> it's like, oh, he has Sorry, an area. Oh, that. we can lift that away. It's like, oh, really? Uh, <laughs> okay, here's another barrier. Oh, we can get rid of that one pretty easily. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so... I certainly got this. That's why I asked you what you wanted to get out of it, because I certainly didn't get the sense that you wanted to get the freedom to pursue a design career out of the conversation. No, I mean, I, no. <laughs> I mean, As ever. Pointed it yeah. No, I, I, it's, um, you know, it's all, it, yes, no. What can I say, Steph, you tripped me up again, so. 
<laughs> but yeah, I don't feel I don't feel like I have to change careers, I guess, or you know, in any great sort of uh, thing. But it's uh, it, it's uh, all these things all at once, uh, the ideas all at once, and I'm sure perhaps people on here can testify to that feeling, you know. Um, it's rather intense and you you know you're embroiled with it you know I listen to your podcast in the morning when I go to work I listen to when I come back lunchtime and uh, you know you've got these ideas swimming in your head and they're exciting ideas you know and um, no question about it I mean uh, the you way you hair long and get a very, if you grow your hair long and get a very small earbud you don't need to let that annoying bit in the middle of the day interfere with listening to more podcasts <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Mm. Well, I'm going to. Uh, sorry, I have to. I have to roll, so I'm going to drop off the call. I certainly do appreciate. It. I think it was uh, very, very interesting, and I hope that it's uh, been helpful for people. Yes, it has. Thank you. Surely has. Don't let me stop anything. But uh, I'll talk to you guys later. All right, stuff. Bye. Okay. Bye now. <laughs> So how do you feel, Greg, about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was an interesting conversation, I think. Um, plenty to think about, for sure. Yes, it's interesting to think that, I mean, I think the thing that's magnified to me particularly was uh, the idea that <clears throat> perhaps I was confusing the private sector with the public sector and that. I certainly was before this conversation. Even in recent weeks, I thought there's not a lot of difference, you know. But but that was really made quite loud and clear to me. I felt and uh, and the idea of bringing the philosophy, which which I have done in my own job <clears throat> to some degree, you know, I bring that those ideas to bear, not necessarily definitively or outwardly like we talk about them, you know, right? Just in the way that. You know, the way that I pursue decision making and stuff like that, you know, and, um, you know, it's, uh, definitely, um, that side of, of, uh, FDR or whatever you want to call it, the, the ideas that we have that, um, that, that bring a certain amount of satisfaction to any situation, job or otherwise, you know, socially, or, you know, that sort of thing. You know. Yep. Well, it's definitely been an interesting, uh, interesting hour and a half for me. Yeah. But, Shall uh, we call it a wrap? Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, unless anybody else has anything they want to say, I think I think we're pretty much done here. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. Okay, great. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.